Good morning. It's Friday, January 19th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and with other important things going on in our community. Today, the Cowboy Poetry and Music Gathering members share the history of the show. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Did you know that University of Arizona alumnus Vance Johnson is a former NFL wide receiver who played his entire career with the Denver Broncos? In college, he excelled in multiple sports, winning the NCAA championship for a long jump and a gold medal at the Junior Pan American Games. In the NFL, Johnson helped the Broncos reach three Super Bowls, particularly shining in Super Bowl XXI. His best season was in 1989, with 76 receptions and seven touchdowns. Post-retirement, Johnson admitted to past domestic abuse and struggled with addiction. He achieved sobriety in 2013 and now advocates for athlete addiction recovery, working with America's Rehab Campus in Tucson. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. The team at Benson Hospital is always working towards building a healthier community. For example, when the Benson Food Pantry needed a new home, they worked with them to find one, and their staff even helped them apply for grants to support the mission. You can learn more about everything they're doing for our community by following them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Benson Hospital. Now our feature story. The Cowboy Poetry and Music Gathering members have exciting news to share. Get ready for the 31st Cochise Cowboy Poetry and Music Gathering on February 9th and 10th. It will be hosted at the K Palace Theater. Today, we'll learn about the history, what to expect from the show, and hear cowboy poet Steve Conroy perform Tumbling Tumbleweeds by Sons of the Pioneers along with a poem. Hello, everyone. Today, we are here with the Cowboy Poetry Committee. If you guys could introduce yourselves. Sure. I'm Steve Conroy. I'm on the executive board, and I've been involved with the gathering for over 25 years. So. Hi, I'm Nancy Fusco. I'm co-chair. I've been involved with cowboy poetry and so for over 20 years. And I'm George Wheat, the other co-chair of the gathering. Uh, my wife and I have been involved with the gathering for a little over 20 years as well. So. All right. Well, can we kind of go into the background of the gathering? What is the cowboy poetry gathering? And um, if someone could talk about the history of that. Well, the initiative of the gathering started with John Shaver and Bud Strom back in 93, and they were the city was looking for things to attract and draw people to come to Sierra Vista. And John had tried several different things, Indian gatherings and that sort of thing. And then in the late uh, uh, part of the winter season, which is about the February time frame, a lot of the artists, the poets, and the musicians who are ranchers um, had kind of a quiet time because it was past uh, cattle and sheep cares. So they started up the gathering in 93, and it was a really small event, but eventually it grew to over 1,300 people coming to the gathering. And the whole idea was to introduce part of our own American culture 
to the people in this community because it had such a rich history. Part of which, of course, was the storytelling and the music that was associated with those periods. So that's kind of how the gathering was initiated and uh, a gathering grew and grew and then eventually we got to a point where it's a genre that young people don't really know a whole lot about and so that's what we're trying to do is reintroduce it. Mm-hmm. And what are some ways you guys are reintroducing the, this cowboy gathering to younger people and people in our county? We, uh, we had um, for a number of years, starting in third year, uh, retired Brigadier General Bud Strom, who was a cowboy poet in his own right, started up a program in the schools where we went into many of the schools in Cochise County in the fall of the year and talked to them about the Western culture, cowboy culture, and about writing poetry. And uh, it's part of the part of their English curriculum, if you will. So uh, the, the schools uh, welcomed us in, and we bring Bud would go out, or, or a couple of other artists would go out and talk to the kids around the county uh, in the fall, and encourage them to write their own original poetry. Um, the schools then would take the all the submissions from the students, and it was in the third through fifth grade uh, for elementary. 6th, 7th, 8th for middle school and high school, 9th through 12. They take the best of those from that school and submit them to our committee and we would judge them and select the best poems. So we had five top winners and a couple of honorable mentions in each of those categories and um, we would pick the best and the, the, the students then learn something about the cowboy culture, they learn the words, and then they also expanded their knowledge of the English language in writing. Um, at, after we did our selections, the, those winners then would get published in a little book we called The Saddlebag of Poems. It was a collection of the students' original work so that they could put on their applications for college resumes that they were a published artist. But it was, and we would sell those to the audience when they came for the gathering. But the kids would then get coached in how to present their poem. And during the gathering, uh, they would be reciting their poem from memory in front of the audience. The top three would perform with professionals on stage at the headline shows, and the others, and all of them, all the students would perform on Saturday morning in one of the venues that we had at Buena High School when we had the gathering. So that's how, kind of how we're trying to get, get it into the younger generation mm-hmm. and uh, teach them about their Western heritage. Oh, in the later years, we've, um, we've always brought in some younger artists Mm-hmm. But we've brought in some really vibrant, uh, enthusiastic young people to perform. And we've had them perform in various places in the mall and uh, in hopes that it might um, garner some uh, interest by people in, in that music if they see, rather than not to stereotype anybody, but the typical uh, older performer, uh, but now they've got this young, very vibrant young lady there that's performing 
maybe it might uh, generate some interest and uh, bring people into the gathering that way as well. So um, we're hoping that we'll uh, continue to go and we can get more. That is the key to our whole gathering is to bring in more and more the younger people because let's face it, we're up against um, one thing that we cannot fix, which is age. And, um, you know, we have a lot of people that move away to be with grandkids or move away or become ill. And so we have to keep regenerating our audience. And we're hoping that this might be a way to do it. And we have found that younger people, when they do come to the gathering, they just get enamored with the music and the, uh, the storytelling and the history. Part of the problem is getting them away from the hip-hop and the bebop and all the other things that go on and, uh, in their life. Excuse me. <laughs> you just dated yourself, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> to give them a, a, the whole idea of introducing this genre back into the community to give them an idea of really a way of getting a taste of their own history here in Arizona. Yeah, that's awesome. And so at the let's talk about the cowboy gathering, the event. What happens at this event and what does a young person get to see or anybody? What we do is we have um, artists that come in and they'll, uh, they'll start the show off. Uh, usually it's a poet. In this case, all three of our shows will start off with a poet and... Um, uh, and then go into a uh, musician and um, hopefully uh, the, the poetry is more of a storytelling than it is actual um, English literature poetry. So it's, it tells stories of the ranches, it tells story of the cows or the horses and their experiences. And some are quite funny and some are sad. So we're, we're hoping that that's enough to really grab them. The poet that's starting off our Friday night show is Mike Dunn, who is a, from a pioneer family and lives uh, just north of us. So he's been to the gathering many times and is a favorite. Um, and, um, and then we have the Sonoran Dogs, which will bring on uh, excitement and, through their music, and that gets people moving and, and enjoying it and having a grand time. So we have another artist that's coming, uh, Miska Paget. She's a veterinarian, and in her own work, what she does around ranches, and she's a large animal vet, which is uh, uh, basic those that work with the ranchers. Um, She's just a hoot. She's, she'll be a lot of fun. So and then we've got um, Susie Knight. Susie Knight will have you rolling on the floor and laugh. She's just she's a stitch in herself. So, but the shows are on the 9th and 10th of February. I don't know if you mentioned yeah. that before. And um, they're going to two shows in the evening, seven o'clock, uh, out at the K Palace, and then a, a matinee at two o'clock on Saturday. Um, tickets are available on our website, cowboypoets.com. And um, it's easy to get to, easy to purchase, and um, it's a very straightforward but fantastic entertainment. In uh, the uh, other two musical acts, uh, Steve and Nancy mentioned the poets, and our Friday headliner, uh, Sonoran Dogs, but on Saturday afternoon, 
Randy Houston, who is a multiple uh, International Western Music Association Male Performer of the Year, uh, will be performing. And then on Saturday evening, the current uh, IWMA Entertainer of the Year, Doug Figgs, will be on stage. So this is our 31st gathering. And after 30 years, we, we were experiencing reduction in our audience for, uh, attendance. And so, and many of our volunteers have been working for a number of years and they all, and many of them stepped down because they needed to take a break and we needed to find some new blood. Um, so we took a year off last year. We're coming back this year as our 31st gathering and we've retooled it, going to a new location and only going to have these three headline shows that Steve's mentioned. As opposed to what we used to have, which was a day-long, on Saturday, day-long event, we had six, seven rooms for over about a six-hour period, and they rotated every hour, and we'd have uh, 30, 30 to 40 artists here in attendance. Uh, this year, we're starting small and see if we can re-energize our audience and get uh, participation. Uh, the venue, the Cape House Theater, is a beautiful place, wonderful uh, event uh, hall, but it is a small hall. It only seats 100 people. So if you want to come and you like cowboy poetry and Western music, get your tickets early. I am now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but it sounds like a great event. Um, super exciting. What do you guys plan to do moving forward after this event? with cowboy poetry for people and like continuing to put it into the county. Part of it is to introduce it to people and a lot of times it's just getting them to come and see it. So one of the things we're working right now with the city to see if we get a date for their summer uh, activities which are the Thursday performances that they do throughout the summer. If we can lock in a date for that then we'll bring in one or two really top-notch western artists and that will give us a way to introduce it to the community where they might not necessarily come to see it at a show, but they will come see something that's free in the park where they can come and sit and just listen. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our way of trying to advertise it. It's also our gift back to the community because it'll be, we'll be paying for the whole event, and, um, but it'll be a way of introducing it back into um, Sierra Vista. So we, we, when we first started off, we had audiences up to the 1300 over in Buena. In fact, they would open both pods, if you're familiar with that, and those would be full too. So um, it's a great um, it's a great venue, great uh, genre, but it's just getting people to um, be aware of it. So in fact, you could um, go on YouTube, you can look up Randy Houston or any one of our artists, and most of them have some of their music out there. Randy Houston has one he released not too long ago called The Storm, which that'll get you, and then there's a couple others that are pretty dramatic, so anyway. Yeah, and after all of this, what's his, what's your guys' goal for people when they, what do you want them to leave with when they leave a sure, show? Sure, uh, just joy and happiness. Uh, they've been entertained. They can step away from problems for a little bit, and uh, uh, in some cases, it, it takes some of our members back to a different time in their lives when it was more simpler. 
and um, the remembrance of these songs um, of watching the the B westerns on the, the TV screen, or not the TV screen, but the movie screen. Um, and we just want them to come away with a better appreciation. It's another genre. It's a very uh, difficult genre to break out of in, into um, some of the other ones, which are very, very popular, the country and western, the hip-hop, um, the urban, and, and, uh, um, and so we're, we're trying to do this. And it's just another aspect of life that we want people to be able to bring their families to, because it's pure family entertainment, um, and uh, come away with knowing that they just had a grand time and that it, it was a wonderful experience. I remember the first gathering that I went to was um, many years ago out at Apache Point Ranch, which is no longer there. And I was one of those skeptics, you know, what kind of, what is this? This is kind of weird thing, you know. <laughs> And I went out there with my brother-in-law, who's the one that talk, told me about it, and they were had cowboys all over the place doing songs and telling stories, and we just had such a grand time. It was just so much fun, and, and it was a whole different way of looking at life through music and storytelling. And so that night we went home, got the, our wives, and went back for the show that evening, and they fell in love with it too. So it's one of those kind of things that's hard to explain, but once you see it and you experience it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. So, anyway. The, uh, many of us, you know, gray hair and, or losing hair and everything, grew up watching or listening to many of the uh, early cowboy musicians, western musicians and stuff. Sons of the Pioneers, for example. Um, Roy Rogers. Um, so through the student program, we're, we tried, we're hoping that we would get some of the parents, and we have gotten a few, to participate as volunteers with us um, to keep this alive and keep it going. But yeah, we, we really enjoyed seeing the, I mean, you memorize these just because you've heard them so many times, you know the words to the song, and they're very nostalgic, and uh, they just bring lots of good memories to mind. And our theme this year is Back in the Saddle, again, and, and that's one of the old classic songs from Gene Autry, and it, um, it just shows what we're trying to do. We're back in the saddle. We're trying to bring this back to life again. It's Bud Strom who got us involved. My husband, who was also a co-chair, Bob Fusco, uh, worked with Bud Strom up on post. And Bud was, when he got involved with the gathering, was always trying to get Bob to come. My, I was very reluctant to go to gatherings <laughs> just because I never, never appreciated it, never liked it. We started going because Bob wanted to experience it a little bit before he got involved in it. And it was like, oh, well, this isn't quite as bad as I thought. And then um, I, we've just become immersed um, and uh, it becomes part of your life. It's a family. Mm -hmm. I mean, the cowboy poetry family. I have friends all over the world that I would never have known if it wasn't for cowboy poets. Mm -hmm. So 
The other unique thing about our event, and always has been this way, is that it's very personal and very one-on-one. So literally, if if we if I were performing, you in the audience would not be very far away. And in the small rooms and the small venues, it's like sitting in your living room listening to the artist perform. So it's not one of these things where you go into a big auditorium and you watch them on the movie screen because you can't see them on the stage. It's it's one-on-one. The other thing that's unique is that most of our artists are, they live the life. They're cowboys, they're ranchers, they're vets, they're connected with the Western life. And so the stories they tell um, are about what their experiences have been, whether it's with the cattle or the sheep or the, the ranch itself. And um, so it's very personal kind of storytelling. It would be just as if I were sitting here telling you about my life as uh, a child or as a young adult working on a ranch. So Steve hit on something there that it's very personal. The other aspect of our gathering that I'm not sure too many other gatherings do is that for our artists that come, especially our featured artists, we try to put them in homes with host families. And many of them over the years, it's, they have become like family. Um, when they come, it, they, they want to stay with the same family again. And those people who open up their homes to receive these artists are, uh, are great supporters of ours. And they, they get a lot out of it as well. Um, so we, when we talk to these artists, instead of uh, uh, them being the, the celebrity that you can't uh, approach or whatever, no, these are like going to see Steve or Nancy. I mean, it's, <laughs> we're on first-name basis with many, many of our artists, and they ask how we're doing. We catch up on their family and everything year after year. So our gathering has become very much a family event, not just for the entertainment value, but for the uh, actual reconnecting with these artists. In fact, when they heard that we were starting up again, I don't know how many calls George got from artists all over. It's like, can we come, can we come? Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is the artists are ready to perform and ready to participate. We just have to round up an audience for them. And so that's what we're trying to do at this point in the game is to encourage and to raise that enthusiasm within our community. Uh, the thing that surprised me over all the years, we were operational for 30 years, there's still a lot of people in Sierra Vista who have never been to the gathering, which um, has always baffled me. Um, it's probably one of the best entertainments around and uh, get people to come was uh, it, it just interesting challenge. So. And you don't have to be from Sierra Vista. No. Anywhere. Oh, no. Anywhere. Southern Arizona, we have people come in. Uh, well, you know, you have your snowbirds that come down, and many of them come down here specifically to come and attend the, the Cochise Cowboy Poetry and Music Gathering. So it is, uh, uh, we have entertainers that come from, from Canada, from Australia, from some of the states back east. Uh, so it's it, it's a international event, it is. if you will. Yes, it we, sounds, sounds. We also have a Facebook page that they can go to and um, follow us on that as well. And uh, we put all the updates on it. We also share other gatherings information on the Facebook page. And we do little clips. They can go in and they can see some clips from Randy um, some of his new releases uh, and um, 
so it's just another way to uh, communicate and it has a link directly to our website as well so Perfect. Yeah. yeah we'll make sure to link your guys' Facebook in our caption so anyone who's watching this can go straight to your Facebook page um, and make sure you get your tickets early because it sounds like it will sell out early. <laughs> we hope, we hope. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a great entertaining event. Uh, we're actually going to have Steve do a song for us at the end of this video um, so you guys can get a taste of cowboy poetry. Um, but is there anything else you guys would like to add before we end our video? Just come and join us. See for yourself how much fun it is, and uh, spend a couple hours with us. Um, and if you're young and you're looking for a unique date, this is the opportunity to really impress your friend. And the Cape Palace is a great place, um, and we, we are so appreciative of Tommy Kelly and everything that he's doing for us as well. Um, and uh, we guarantee you a good time. Uh, you just have to make the decision to come. Awesome. Well, and if we can fill up, then we know we're in the right direction, and we'll start looking at making the gathering back to what it was, and we're back in Buena, and we can open the doors to a 1,000 people. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Um, once again, we'll have everything in the caption for you. Make sure you come out and support Cowboy Poetry. Well, thank you. This is probably one of the oldest classic cowboy songs that you'll hear. And what it is is storytelling. It's what cowboy poetry and cowboy music is all about. I'm a Roman cowboy riding all day long. Tumbleweeds around me sing their lonesome song. Underneath the prairie moon, I ride along and sing a tune. See them tumbling down, pledging their love to the ground. Lonely but free, I'll be found, drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweed.
to do a lot of poems. I have written my own poems, but there's a fellow that I like to do. His name is S. Omar Barker. And S. Omar wrote uh, over 600 poems, actually about 2,000 poems. He had about 600 that were published in different uh, venues. But anyway, um, cowboy's poems, if you ask a, a cowboy poet about the story, whether it's true or not, he'll always say, it's true, and if it isn't, then it ought to be. And um, S. Omar Barker did a poem that was called Big Windies because when you take a story and you kind of embellish it or stretch it, then it becomes a big windy. So this one is called Big Windies. Well, <clears throat> they asked me what's a windy. Well, us cowboys love to spin them tails around the campfire. Now listen how them tails begin. Well, boys, I'm going to tell you about the time I hunted bear. Now the fall work all was finished, so I took a pass of air way up in the timbers where the hoot owls have their fun. See if I could find some bear, maybe shoot me one. Well, the weather, it was warmish, so I laid down to take a nap. And I woke up late that evening when I heard a great big snap and there beside me stood a bear. Now boys, I swear it's true. That bear took my rifle and he snapped it clean in two. Now he threw the pieces at me as I shinned up a tree and then he grunted and spit on both hands, and he clumb right after me. Well, boys, it was getting mighty dark when I reached the utmost limb, but I seen that bear was coming, and I know it was me or him. Well, boys, that tree was mighty tall, and a lucky thing, no doubt, because by the time he got it clumb, old Bruin's tongue was out. Allowing through the slobber such a tongue you ever seen, it was pretty pink and limber, like a rubber single tree. Well, that's what I grabbed a hold of, and I swang him round and round, and I, I jerked him inside out, and I threw him to the ground. Now, here's the part that's funny. I started down when, whoop, here come that doggone bear climbing right back up. Seems like he figured how to turn himself all right side out once more. All I could do then was grab his tongue just like I'd done before. I jerked him inside out again. I heard him hit the earth. And I started squirreling down that tree for all that I was worth. Well, I no sooner started down than, by the gobs, I swear, come that bear. Dumb old bear. Boys, we kept right on that way until the break of day. Ten times I jerked him out inside out. Seems he wouldn't stay. Well, at least it's what I figured. <laughs> but as soon as it was light, I seen what I've been doing, boys, all through the dark of night. There lay upon the ground below my words, please do not doubt not one, but ten dead grizzly bears all turned plumb wrong side out. Well, Big Wendy's those tales as cowboys like to spin around the campfire when the night begins to blows in. About the famous Pecos Bill, cyclones in his loop. About the famous ring-tailed wowser and the barbed wire tail kadoop. But those stories around the famous cow, cow stamp are only cowboys catching grizzly bears in camp. Big Wendy's. <laughs> you can find tickets at www.cowboypoets.com. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, the holidays are about to get ugly. 
Join us for our ugly sweater party taking place December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Amid the beauty of the season, we want to see your most garish garments. The best of the worst holiday sweaters will win prizes and will have snacks and refreshments along with all sorts of holiday fun. For more, visit prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Again, that's prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Next, the new Benson City Hall building is up and running. But don't get too comfortable, that's a temporary location that will only be around for the next three years or so. The next City Hall, and the one that is expected to become permanent, is currently in storage. Storage? That's right. In true cost-saving practice, city officials purchased two buildings located on Fort Huachuca that had outlived their purposes inside the military installation. Buying those structures and moving them to Benson was cheaper than actually tearing down the old city hall on 6th Street and constructing a new building, according to Benson City Manager Vicky Vivian. The new temporary space has a small lobby area with a counter where customers are greeted by an employee. Once inside, the center of the space is filled with desks and partitions for privacy known as the bullpen. Supervisors' offices, including Vivian's, ring the bullpen. A small galley-style kitchen is included, and that leads to an outdoor fenced patio that will soon include tables and chairs for employees who want to get away from it all. All the departments are under one roof, which makes it more convenient not only for employees but for customers. Finance Director Megan Moreno said she is enjoying the new temporary digs and agrees that having everyone together promotes better communication. Once the new and permanent City Hall is set in motion in about three years, the temporary one will become an annex to City Hall that could be used for the City Council or as a new police department. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. Maybe one of your New Year's resolutions was to eat a little better. This and every Saturday, head over to Vista Park in Bisbee for their farmer's market, featuring fresh, locally grown food, artisans, live music, wellness education, and more fun for the whole family. This Saturday, enjoy the blues folk rock sounds of Pat Panther. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Charles Fisher. Charles was born in Fort Huachuca in 1941 to a military family. After serving in the Army, he attended the University of Maine, where he met his wife, Claudia. And after moving to Arizona, he completed his FNP at the University of Arizona. He worked in family care and ER before retiring and moving to Mesa. He was a beloved father, grandfather, and husband. He was predeceased by his wife and is survived by his four children, his sister, nephew, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Charles's life and service. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. 
Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.